You're listening to the Align for Talent podcast, a career source Suncoast production. Turns out over 80% of the people around don't enjoy their work. Your number one source for career advice and workforce trends. Is it appropriate or not appropriate to use notes during an interview? You prove people wrong, you prove yourself wrong, that you can make these little incremental pushes of what you believe is possible for yourself. Now for the show. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Chris Laney, and we are so glad you're here. We have another incredible show lined up for you. Representative Margaret Good, House District 72 in the state of Florida, is with us. And we're going to be talking about trends. We're going to be talking about the Florida legislation. And we're just going to have a little fun. So let's get into it. Well, welcome, Representative Good. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm so happy to be here. Well, there may be people that are listening. It would be surprising that (laughs) might not know you. Um, but you've done some really good work in our community just in, I mean, for a long time, but as a representative over the last couple of years. And so I wanted to start with, just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your professional background, maybe where you grew up, and then how did you get into politics? Sure. Uh, so I'm the state representative for Florida House District 72, which is most of northern Sarasota County. Um, I um, am a lawyer. Before I uh, ran for office, I was practicing law full-time, and now I split my time between um, practicing law and um, being a representative. Um, but I came to Sarasota to work at I what I consider to be one of the best, most wonderful law firms um, in the world, Matthews Eastmore. Um, it's a small group of us and just really, really smart people that care about the community and care about our clients, and um, I just I feel really privileged to work there. Um, and by the way, that that um, that characteristic of caring about people at your law firm definitely is demonstrated by the, even the first meeting we had in your office. I was like, she really cares. She <laughs> wants to be here and help people. Well, and so that's, that's, good. <laughs> that's how I ended up running for office is I felt like my values and, and my community's values weren't being appropriately represented in the um, Florida House. And so when the opportunity arose, I stepped up and decided that I would run um, and try to do things that the people in Sarasota County and the people of this region really want to see done. You know, I think a lot about public education, for instance. I, there's a lot of concern about the privatization of our public education system. And, um, you know, Sarasota County has one of the best public education um, systems in the state um, and one of the best schools in the country in Pineview. And, um, and so we're really proud of that, and we want to make sure that every county in Florida has those kinds of opportunities for their students. And, um, and so that you know, that's one of the reasons that I ran and um, one of the things that I've been advocating for in the Florida House. That's fantastic. Well, I want to jump into a little bit of over the last session that we came out of this mm-hmm. year, um, some of the legislative priorities maybe that you had. Um, one of the things that uh, I personally appreciate it because we talk about education a lot, and education is fundamental to the workforce in this region. And we are so lucky to have such incredible institutions. And I saw that you were you filed a couple of appropriations for both State College of Florida and for Ringling College, for and particularly the Cross College Alliance. Um, while those did not get approved, well, they made it. The Cross College Alliance made it into the budget, and then was line item vetoed, unfortunately. So share with me the reason why the reason why you wanted to make sure that those got into the budget, um, and how that kind of bolsters the workforce in this community. Yeah, well, as you know, education is one of my top priorities. Um, uh, 
post-secondary or second, sorry, secondary education is also really important. And we have in our community, we're so lucky that we have so many good um, colleges and universities. We have USF Sarasota Manatee, State College of Florida, Ringling, New College, all of these great institutions um, that can really work together. And they've formed this cross-college alliance to give students at all of all of these um, colleges and universities opportunities to cross-pollinate and go to go and um, take classes at other universities or other colleges. Um, but that that kind of work is expensive, and it's something that I think the state should be supporting because it actually um, creates better opportunities for the for all of the students at these colleges to really end up with a much more diverse and rich education. You know, speaking of diversity, so my wife teaches at State College of Florida, and that's one of the things that she said is I may get Ringling or new college students that are coming in and taking my classes. It's in the humanities class, and she goes, she thought that was just really cool because it is. It's a different diverse individuals because the degree programs are very diverse, and so you are getting a different kind of representation in those classrooms, yes. which is pretty cool. Um, so. This past session, there's been a lot of talk around workforce and education, and particularly because House Bill 7071 passed. Mm-hmm. Bipartisan, I think it was 100% yeses across the board. Um, share with me, were there any highlights, and particularly within that bill, that you were excited about and you're excited about how that's going to help the workforce in Florida and in particular our region? Definitely. Um, it was one of the highlights of the session that that bill passed. Um, I have visited and spent a lot of time at Suncoast Technical College. Um, I've listened to a lot of employers. I've listened to the manufacturing industry. Um, Creating good-paying jobs is a priority for everyone in Florida. I mean, the employers would like to have a really strong workforce. Um, We need to create more manufacturing jobs. We need to create more highly skilled jobs on the one hand. On the other hand, we need to make sure that we have the workforce that that can rise to the challenge. And this bill um, really helps provide that. Um, There's now an alternative pathway to um, graduation through a a, a workforce development program, which I think is key to um, creating people that have skill sets. Maybe they're not necessarily going to go to college after they graduate from high school, but they have workforce-ready skill sets that will mean that they can get a good-paying job. And that's, I think that's key to creating a diverse economy and making sure that um, everybody in Florida has the opportunity to, to, um, to succeed. Yeah, that alternative uh, high school diploma was a, definitely a key component. Very exciting. I know for me, I have a high schooler, and uh, she was even like, wait, I don't have to take another math class? Like, I can make this happen in <laughs> IT? And I was like, no, no, you need to take your math class right now. <laughs> um, but one of the things that um, I really appreciate about House Bill 7071, and, and maybe you can add some insight, is just the synergy among entities, uh, whether it's secondary, post-secondary, Workforce, I know after House Bill 7071 passed, the school district started sending us their CAPE certifications um, for, you know, approval, essentially. And that kind of that level of synergy to make sure we're all on the same page of what our needs are in the community. That is something that while we were doing it now, we're really doing it, if that makes sense. Right. I think it's like anything else. When you get the go ahead from 
the top from the legislature that this is how we should be operating. We should all be talking to each other. The workforce should be talking to the employees, should be talking to the um, universities and the high schools and the career um, technical schools to make sure that we are creating the kind of workforce um, and the kind of opportunities that we all want. Um, when you're hearing that from the legislature, then everybody's more likely to, to get involved. And, and this bill really incentivizes a lot of that. There's, um, and there's a, now a um, state-supported apprenticeship program, things that really make it a lot, more, a lot easier for all sides of the equation to come together. And it's creating dialogue in areas where that's not necessarily in the bill where I know I was talking to uh, Sarasota County Schools and I was asking about their CTE programs. And I said, are any of those deemed pre-apprenticeship programs? And they said, well, not yet, but that is something we want to look at. And so immediately it's like, okay, if we make this CTE program also a pre-apprenticeship, it only gives that student more opportunities or more choices when they graduate. Definitely. And um, when I've talked to Suncoast Technical College, for instance, they were already doing a really good job in a lot of their programs of bringing in um, employers to help craft and create the programs that they were doing. And I think the more that we can encourage that, the better outcomes we're going to have. I agree. Well, last session, we obviously all excited about House Bill 771, but let's talk about this session. And if there's anything in particularly related around workforce development or things that you're really excited about that you're hoping to introduce this session, can you just share us a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, I'm still in the process of figuring out exactly what I'm going to work on this next legislative session. But um, one of the things that I care a lot about is the environment. Um, And I've been working with the Department of Ag to um, create a a really interesting bill that I think will have some um, workforce development components in it, um, looking at what we need to do to prepare um, for for climate change, for sustainability, for infrastructure, and what kind of jobs and what kind of opportunities that creates um, is really interesting to me. Um, I've also spent a lot of time talking to the manufacturing community about their needs and how to create more manufacturing jobs in Florida. Um, so that's that's something, whether or not I file a bill on that in particular, that's something that's always top of mind that I'm trying to trying to find ways to bring um, bring manufacturing jobs and, and bring um, – good, interesting, sort of um, sustainable jobs to Florida. You know, one of the things that, uh, as I've learned over the last few years, that process of introducing bills and the research that goes into it, it's a lot of work, you know, and you, you're having to do this with just a couple of staff members. Yeah, so. well, luckily <laughs> and thankfully, I have a really good team Yeah, um, that just is top-notch and um, will really dive into the issues and, and find the stakeholders and talk to everybody mm-hmm. about how how best to move forward and sometimes um and that that creates really interesting outcomes so talk to me a little bit about maybe i know we talked about the environment and how that might affect the workforce um on a a particular bill you're interested in are there any other maybe pet projects non-related to workforce that it's kind of a fun moment for you that you're just kind of excited about and that you might be able to try to push it forward whether you think it has legs or not you just really want to get it done yeah well there's a lot of there's a lot of (laughs) things that I would like to see done in the Florida legislature um let's go with one yeah (laughs) how long do you have yeah exactly um the, so I've been working on water quality issues um, for a long time. It's one of the reasons that I decided to run for office um, was because I care about land preservation, and land preservation is key to water quality. It 
you know, the more open space you have, the more of a natural drainage system you have that, that really helps to make, make your um, water less polluted as it, as it ends up in the aquifer or streams or rivers. Um, and, but, but as, I, as I started moving into this space and learning more about water quality, I started understanding how important infrastructure is to make sure that we have good water quality. I know um, in Sarasota, Manatee, Hillsborough counties, we've had a lot of wastewater issues with um, either spills or dis, you know, discharges of, of partially treated wastewater um, and also stormwater. There's, there's a lot of infrastructure that's old. We have old stormwater rules, so the new development that's being done is not um, making sure that, the, that we're dealing with the nutrient load from all of the stormwater that's coming off. And so um, I'm hopeful that this legislative session will see some movement on both some oversight of local government's wastewater um, and how they're dealing with that, and, and also um, some, a move to work on the stormwater rules so that we are really doing everything we can to make sure that um, the water that ends up traveling into our Gulf um, is as clean as it possibly can be. And I know that this, I sit on, I think, three or four legislative action committees, and this is top of mind, among, especially among the business community. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all talking about environmental um, issues, and particularly uh, water quality because of how much red tide affected the business community. Right. I mean, you don't you don't think of this normally as a workforce issue, but when I went out on Siesta Key last summer during red tide, the business owner said, you know, we're probably going to be okay because we're seasonal. We own this business. We've owned it for 20 years, but most of our employees are, you know, minimum wage or shift employees and they're struggling and we're not exactly sure how we can help them. Um, and that's scary. And the yes. way that we can help them is being good stewards of our environment. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. So good luck on that. Yeah, this, this thank session. you. Um, I want to just, um, this last part, focus a little bit on trends in the workforce. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, one of the things that's top of mind for us is technology and automation and how that's going to affect um, our workforce. And there's a, a lot of initiatives. We talked about House Bill 7071 and making sure that we have well-educated individuals within the within Florida so we have good talent for our workforce but how do you from your your perception build a workforce that's prepared to handle the technology and automation trends that are happening right now well I think that some of the things that we have that we have done like this last session this house bill um, is a good start um, but I think we need to Look to leaders like CareerSource and listen to what what you all need to make sure that we have um, highly competitive workers. I think t- teaching um, technology early, um, bringing it into the classroom much earlier and in, mu- in a much more sophisticated way. I know that a lot of my friends have elementary school children and they're being taught technology and they're coming home and saying, I could... I already knew how to do that, Mom. <laughs> so you know, just thinking about it a little bit differently, and yeah. um, and and thinking about it a little bit more globally, um, I think will make a big difference. Yeah, and we we know the importance of upscaling those individuals or piv- making sure individuals have the skills to pivot to new careers mm-hmm. because of those those careers are changing so frequently. For sure. Um, well, I got one more question for you. All right. Um, do you see any trends related around workforce? that makes you a little bit nervous. And when you think about workforce and you're thinking about 
five, 10 years from now and you're going, this is, this is something we need to tackle now because it's going to have a dramatic effect on our economy and on our workforce. Yeah. I mean, two things. One, I'm really concerned across Florida about diversifying our economy. We are so tourism based and I am grateful for the tourists and grateful for that part of our economy. But we need to make sure that we are diversifying, that we have jobs on all levels. Um, and especially in Southwest Florida, um, we can do an even better job of that, I'm sure. Um, and then I think the other thing that is a huge barrier is affordable housing. And that's something that we have been working on in my legislative office um, since I first got elected, um, trying to figure out how we can help make sure that there are the funds available to build affordable housing, that we have developers that are willing to do it, um, and that there's, the, that there's the programs to make it happen. And then part of it is to making sure that we have a workforce um, that is getting paid the, the appropriate amount so that they can live um, where they where they work. I appreciate you saying that. I was uh, uh, I sat on one of the chamber boards. Uh, this was um, five years ago, and it was during our retreat. And they pointed to me as the token millennial <laughs> in, uh, in the room, and they were like, "So why are your colleagues leaving the area?" And I said, "Well, because they can get paid more, forty five minutes away, and the housing is cheaper. Yeah. So why wouldn't you go? Other I, than you love the community, right? And I went. I've actually been to two. Um, habitat um, housewarming parties, um, ribbon cuttings over the past two or three months. And at both of those, um, the two women that were, um, you know, that are buying the house um, had been in the same job, one for 19 years, one for 23 years. These are, you know, the, the affordable housing issue is not for homeless people. I mean, it yeah. is it is the workforce that is really suffering because we do not have um, we do not have affordable housing. We are not creating affordable housing. Yeah, someone trying to buy a house right now, I could probably spend another hour with you just talking about this component <laughs> of it. Yes. Um, but we don't have time for that. But I really appreciate your time today and being part of this this podcast, this conversation. Um, I'm wishing you best of luck as you enter this year's session and hopefully some of those key initiatives that you're working on. Um, we'll get the support that it needs to be successful. Thank you so much.